Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. Listening to Jane's text, she's obviously very happy to be retired and is leading a full life, but I suppose there's some people who'd like a hybrid model, a little bit of both, isn't there? Yes, there is. And uh, um, Jane's not alone because uh, I was talking to a man recently who uh, heard a voice on a train and uh, he realised that someone had boarded who was a former colleague and he went to talk to him. And the former colleague, he'd been retired a couple of years, and he told him that he didn't know how he had had time to work. Okay. So what advice would you give to somebody then? So you say over 50, but I'm sure a lot of people would be still working full on between 50 and 60, but it's over 60 when they start to wind down a little bit. So do people kind of struggle to, to adapt and acclimatise to less working hours? Or, or what, what way is it working? What, what are your research well, it, telling you? It's ideal if they can uh, acclimatise by getting used to, to uh, less working hours. I did it myself. Uh, when I was Pensions Ombudsman, uh, I, the last year I did a three-day week and I was absolutely delighted. Um, but I did take up part-time work after that. So um, a lot of people want to work on, but um, we have to take into account the reasons why people retire as well. Because we're talking about, um, first of all, a large cohort of people who are forced to retire at a particular age. So we have, um, of the uh, 55% of people who said they wanted to work on, 93% of those actually had a mandatory retirement age. So we have the uniformed services who've got early retirement ages like firefighters and prison officers, and then we've got people uh, who have you know contractual uh, retirement ages, and we have people who are forced off the road because they're driving tankers of gas and oil around the place and <laughs> an act that says they can't go over 60. And uh, then we've got the... Um, people who are forced to retire because they're physically not up to the demands of the job anymore. So there's lots and lots of reasons why people retire and retire at different ages. Now, uh, of the people who said that they wanted to work on, about half of those uh, said that they wanted to try something new, that they would change the role that they have or the industry that they work in. And uh, the other half, 48%, said that they would continue in the field that they're in at the moment. Yeah. So uh, how can you just switch from filling your time then? Uh, I mean, what do you recommend, hobbies and volunteering and a little bit of part-time work as well? What is the ideal mix, in other words, uh, that you would recommend, Paul? Yeah, the ideal mix, I think, is is a a mixture of hobbies, indoor and outdoor, hobbies that you can do on your own, hobbies that you can do with other people. And I think the ones you can do with other people are really important because one of the things that people find when they retire is that they miss the people at work. And the people who are still working don't have the time that the retired people have uh, to meet up and have a cup of coffee and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, it's very important that uh, anyone who retires engages in activities that will bring them into contact with new people and uh, make up, if you like, part of the gap that's created by having to leave work and all the people you worked with and all the people that you served in the course of your work. Because they're most of the people that you meet day to day. What if the decision is made to retire for you, not by you? Have you any say at all? Um, no. If that decision is made, then there's nothing you can do about it. And in fact, an awful lot of people over the years, particularly in the recession times, uh, had that decision made for them because they were made redundant or the company closed. Yeah, okay. 
So your organisation then, does the Retirement Planning Council have resources available for anybody considering or coming up to retirement? Because I'm sure, listening to you, um, the fact that you are, you are, are you fully retired or semi-retired? Or what are you now, Paul? I'm semi-retired. semi-retired. I do, I do a, a certain, certain amount of work. And yeah. when I retired fully from the Office of the Pensions Ombudsman in 2016, I was recruited pretty well immediately by the Retirement Planning Council. Very good. Um, so, but you have, I, you, have a, you have a nice work-life balance then, have you? Yeah, I, I also do some work as an external examiner for a, a couple of the institutes um, yeah. that are involved in pensions kind of acti- activities, examinations and so on. So the revo- resources you have available to people who are heading into retirement, are thinking of retiring, where do they go? Well, they, they can go onto our website, rpc.ie, and there you'll find details of the courses that are available. Uh, we have courses uh, regularly, very regularly in Dublin, sometimes twice a week. Uh, we have courses all around the regions, um, and uh, it's very easy to uh, organise a course um, in pretty well any part of the country because we have people uh, who are either willing to travel or are located in various uh, um, towns and cities around the place uh, who would be able to conduct the courses for us. The survey shows that almost 100% of the people wanted to continue work. Uh, does, that, does the cost of living have an influence in any of this, do you think, Paul? Uh, I think it may, and particularly inflation now. Um, but a lot of people over the years, and particularly in the recessionary times, have maybe lost some of their pension pot. Uh, you know, lost some money on it, uh, on investments and so on. So uh, some people's pensions might not be as good as they thought they might be. And then other people might have a patchy social re- welfare record and they might not get a full state pension. I see. Well, I have to wrap it up for the moment, but you've given people advice as to how they can contact you. But to summarise it for us then, uh, what, what are the top uh, three tips you give to somebody who's thinking of retiring and looking for a bit of a hybrid model? Okay, well, the first thing to remember is that the only thing constant is change and that you have been able to manage change. I asked some teachers uh, about this, what we call transition into retirement, and I asked how many people had uh, managed a transition, and about 12 out of 112 put up their hands. Then I said, okay, how many people got married, had kids, moved house, changed jobs? They had all managed transitions without calling them that. So your ability to manage change is one of the most important things. And the very most important thing is to be hopeful, be optimistic. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.